right. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Rolling with the Winners, episode 12. Happy to be back to talk to you guys today. Uh, I swear every time I go to record one of these episodes, I am either sick or I just have something wrong with me. Uh, So right now my fall allergies have randomly decided to attack me. Goldenrod, it's a, a sneaky son of a gun because every year I get horrible, horrible spring allergies and always forget that in the fall there's a possibility that I could also get allergies then. I know it's still kind of summer but the goldenrod is it's definitely hitting right now. Sneaks right up on me. So once again my voice is going to sound kind of weird. I also have been having one of those weeks this week and last week where I just cannot fall asleep at night. I lay there tired trying really hard to fall asleep and I just cannot seem to do it. Um, I'm moving apartments uh, I'm a little bit more into the city. I'm in, in the burbs right now. So trying to be a city girl in a few weeks, which I'm feeling excited about, but also anxious. So that might be part of the reason, but I'm just riding the struggle bus. So bear with me. Um, I also know that I really have not been strong on my podcast game during the summer. Summertime is tough, man, because it's busy, but I really am looking forward to trying to spend some more time on this podcast and bring you guys some really great content and hopefully some more guests this coming fall. Uh, Maybe some cool things with fantasy football. So keep hanging in there with me and staying with me here as as I work through it all. I appreciate everyone who listens to this and likes to hear my different opinion on things happening in sports. So I want to make sure I'm still bringing you guys some premium content. Uh, I will get there eventually. Um, But I'm just going to jump in now to a couple stories from the last few weeks and of some things that I think are inspiring or just important to talk about in general. So obviously the NFL preseason is underway. So excited. Um, In week one, which was a couple weeks ago, a man by the name of Damon Sheehy Giuseppe, on the Browns scored a touchdown a punt return to be specific in like I said the first preseason game of the Browns season and the entire team piled onto him in the end zone Uh, this was obviously a very bizarre reaction for a preseason game but it was because of the inspiring story behind how this man ended up on the field I heard a lot of criticism from people hating on the Browns for the way they celebrated this this punt return but if you read into this guy's story that's why they were excited I know it was a preseason game and the preseason doesn't matter but there was a great reason to be excited about this touchdown Um, So this guy went to a JUCO, Phoenix College in Arizona to be specific, and he had dreams uh, to play in the NFL even when people told him that, you know, based on his his background and his history in football, it wasn't going to happen. He ended up at a workout with the Cleveland Browns, um, but he got into this workout by basically convincing them that he belonged there he said he knew the vp of personnel so they let him in so he basically talked himself into this workout with the cleveland browns he ended up running a 438 40 yard dash which earned him a tryout with the team 
the really crazy part to me about this whole story is that the tryout was a week after this workout that he he convinced everyone to let him into um, and he didn't have the money to get a plane ticket back home so he actually slept outside a 24-hour gym before the Browns tryout um, so that he he could be there for it uh, this this guy truly believed in himself coming from Juco where nobody really thinks he has a shot in the NFL, talks himself into a workout, and then ends up in a Browns preseason game returning a punt. Um, it is just one of those moments I don't really have have words for. Uh, apparently, OBJ has really taken to this guy, which says something, and you could just see how happy everyone on that team was for him uh, immediately running to him. He's made an, an impact like that in such a short time, which I think whenever you make an impact like that, it's really powerful. But within this limited amount of time he has been with these guys, he's really, really left a good feeling with them, which I think says a lot about who he is as a person and as a player. Um, I don't know how you can wish for anything but the the absolute best for him in his career, and I hope to see more of him in the regular season if he can make that 53-man roster come decision time after the preseason. Uh, so next up, I want to talk about the Rich Paul rule, which is what people are referring to, um, what they kind of coined the term for this new decision about agents needing degrees. Um, so the NCAA now says you need a bachelor's degree to manage players going into the league. Um, Rich Paul has obviously spoken out about this new rule. Uh, and said NCAA executives are once again preventing young people from less prestigious backgrounds and often people of color from working in the system they continue to control. In this case, the people being locked out are kids who aspire to be an agent and work in the NBA and do not have the resources, opportunity, or desire to get a four-year degree. So, like I said, that was a quote from Rich Paul. I am in complete agreement with Rich on this one. You know, who's to say that getting a degree is necessary for success in this industry? It obviously is not because Rich Paul has been able to have great success without a degree. Um, that rule is preventing people who don't come from a more privileged background um, to get into this industry. So, you know, I totally agree with what where he's coming from. Um, I think about this often because I did go to college and get my degree and I you know, I've said many times how grateful I am for my time at Ohio State, you know, beyond my education. I think college was good for me personally to learn other things like networking, building social connections, and just kind of figuring out what I wanted in my life. I don't necessarily believe that sitting in a classroom is always necessary to be successful at something. You know, most of what I use in my, my job now, my corporate job, comes from the skills I have learned on the job and the ability to work with others that I've learned through many of the experiences in my life, not just college. But we've we've really convinced ourselves as a society that college is the only way uh, to be successful when people like Rich Paul can still have great success without receiving a formal education. Again, I'm, I'm grateful for my degree, but I don't believe it's necessary for everyone and for every career uh, because, you know, maybe I could still have success without it and be smart in other ways. I, it, I just think it's not as black and white as people make it sometimes. There's, there's a gray area, and if you have a skill and a craft that you 
are good at, who's to say that you need to sit in a classroom and read a book to, to still be good at that? Um, all right, so rant over on that one. I think it's a really important topic, but um, I'm sure we'll hear more about it in the coming years um, if, if changes are made. Um, next, I kind of want to note that um, Justin Thomas won the BMW Championship this year. Uh, this was his 10th win in a PGA event. This was actually my dad's pick for the tournament, Go Dad. Um, I was super, super close to picking him as well, but of course I did not because I have not been doing well in the golf pool um, as of recent years. There was one year, uh, it was my freshman year of college, I came in sixth place, and there were like over 100 people in this golf pool, so that was exciting. I uh, have not performed nearly as, as well in any years since then. But anyways, I ended up going with Webb Simpson, who did not, he didn't perform too poorly. He ended up minus 10, which was tied for 24th. Um, Justin Thomas finished at minus 25, which is super impressive. So shouts out to Justin Thomas. Um, This week or last week, I actually can't remember when this came out, but the college AP poll was released for the coming season. Um, I'm going to give you guys the top 10, just in case you haven't seen it already, which I'm sure you probably have. We got Clemson, Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Go Bucks, um, LSU, M-Word, Florida, Notre Dame, and Texas. Uh, so some of my initial thoughts on this. Not super surprised at the top four, Clemson, Bama, Georgia, and Oklahoma seems about right considering how the Big Ten is typically discounted while the SEC gets two teams in the top four. Um, I'm obviously grateful Ohio State is ranked over M-Word as it should be. Um, I don't think M-Word should even be as ranked as high as they are in this. Uh, I also, I really never believe in Notre Dame being ranked so high. My dad has taught me from a young age to also hate Notre Dame. Um... I remember when I was a kid, Ohio State played Notre Dame in a bowl game, and uh, we went to this place that had Irish nachos, and we renamed them Buckeye Nachos. They were just like basically fries with cheese and a bunch of other garbage on it, and they were called Irish nachos and have forever been renamed Buckeye Nachos because of that day, and I will never forget it. Um, But yeah, my dad has has never been a big fan of Notre Dame, um, so I've kind of taken that on as well over the years Uh, but regardless of that I do not believe they should be ranked so high it is incredibly hard to judge their talent and their ability because they aren't in an actual conference I have such an issue with this and it really needs to change if they ever want to be compared to other top teams in the NCAA you know especially since the NCAA has adopted the playoff format um, where conference championships are supposed to be important um, as a qualifier for the playoffs, uh, which they decide each year it's a different thing of what they think is important to be one of the top four teams. Um, But it's really hard to put Notre Dame up there when they can kind of make their schedule in different ways than other teams can because they're not really required to play anyone since they're not in a conference. so I think that needs to change if they want to be up there. Um, I don't I don't see them having much success, though, until they can do that. Um, another notable thing for all of you Big Ten fans is that in the top 25 of the AP poll, there are seven Big Ten teams, OSU, M-Word, Penn State, M-Word State, 
Wisconsin, Iowa, and Nebraska. And in the top 25 of the coaches poll, there are also seven Big Ten teams, but with a slight variation of those teams, OSU, M-Word, Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa, M-Word State, and Northwestern. Um, honestly, I've always kind of been a Northwestern Northwestern fan. I have I don't hate them the way I hate a lot of the other teams in the Big Ten, um, since I feel like we have so many different rivalries in the Big Ten. Uh, I feel like they are an underdog a solid amount of the time, so it's always kind of exciting to see them fight back and snag some really cool wins over the years. Um, but anyways, my point of listing out all these Big Ten teams um, is that, that that are in the top 25 is that it really shows that people respect the Big Ten and that we do have a ton of really good teams, but for some reason that has not been justifying one of our teams to have a spot in the top four. I suppose we will see how this season works out, but I do get frustrated when we clearly have a good conference that is well-respected, has a lot of good teams who are consistently ranked highly, but they don't give us the respect at, at the top there. So just something to keep in mind. I don't really think the preseason rankings mean very much it can change quickly with uh, a crazy big loss um so doesn't mean too much but something to keep note of um so recently baker mayfield made the cover of sports illustrated which i'm sure everyone has seen uh some people think being on the cover is a curse but i think it's only a curse if you are already destined to suck so Uh, Baker is not destined to suck. He is destined to be a success. So this will not be a curse for him. Um, The big controversy that has come from the article that followed this cover is Baker talking about how he cannot believe the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. Baker has now said that quote was taken out of context, which I'm sure it was. But honestly, I 100% stand by Baker's quote. I don't think he was wrong to say that. I mean, Did anyone expect the Giants to draft Daniel Jones? No, obviously not. So why are we slamming Baker for saying something that literally 99% of people agree with? People really just like to pick apart everything when at the end of the day, Baker saying that is not a bad thing. It's not insulting. It's just a fact. The Giants drafting Daniel Jones, the quarterback of Duke's football team, was unexpected nobody thought that was going to happen so we all just need to not pick apart the words that he says so much because I mean it's just that was a fact he wasn't saying anything insulting it was literally just a fact so we can all move on from it Uh, overall the Sports Illustrated article though was great honestly every time I learn more about Baker Mayfield I love him more and more I get more excited for the season. He is just really an interesting person with an interesting background. So definitely go check out the article if you haven't already. I've obviously talked about, you know, his, his career path in football a number of times, but it's a really great article that kind of really encompasses everything. Something I, I personally took away from the article overall is that everyone who has coached Baker or worked closely enough with Baker over the years, one of the the number one things they say about him is just how comfortable he is being him and how comfortable he is in his own skin. I personally think that is really an important quality for anyone to have, especially an athlete and especially a quarterback, because the criticism he has already gotten and will continue to get as the quarterback of a team in the NFL, it's, it's going to be a lot. Uh, and you really have to 
you have to have a thick skin. You have to know who you are. You have to know how to take that and not let it affect you on the field when you have millions of people waiting for you to do something wrong. I think Baker's comfort in knowing who he is and what he is capable of doing is his greatest superpower and will serve him well during his time in the NFL. Um, I personally wish that was a quality I had more of. I, I am comfortable with myself, but his ability to just truly not be bothered by anything is amazing. And I, I wish I could do more of that. So I think it's admirable that so many people who have crossed his path have said the same thing about him. Uh, so just once again, great things to hear about Baker. Makes me really excited about his future. So this week on important things to know when crushing brewskis in the Muni lot, I obviously need to talk about the incredible video taken of Baker Mayfield a couple weeks ago at the Indians game. Baker shotgunned a beer with just grace and poise. He was wearing a Frankie Lindor jersey and he really got, got the crowd pumped up while doing this. I appreciated his wife just sitting there kind of laughing but also sort of shaking her head like what is he doing? Uh, it was so great though and he's got his mustache going right now. A huge fan of that. Um, but the Indians came out with this incredible tweet uh, with that video of him shotgunning the beer and it had a quote that was supposed to be this fake quote from Colin Coward. It said, I just don't like the idea of my franchise quarterback spending time at a baseball game. I mean, what are you doing, Baker? You don't see guys like Aaron Rodgers shotgunning beers. Just not a good look. Go watch some film. So they were basically trolling Colin for always having something to say about Baker, something negative to say about him or the Browns as a whole. So, of course, you know Colin Coward had to respond to this, had to react. I thought it was funny because Colin was trying to act like he he didn't want to give this the time of day. He's like, I know, you know, the Indians are trying to get me to respond to this. Um, but he literally responded and did give it the time of day. So I thought it was very contradictory of him and what he was saying. Um, he literally said it looked like Baker was a little too good at shotgunning that beer. So he actually responded with exactly what the Indians said he would respond with. Um, he also really kept throwing these subtle digs at the Browns. While he would be insulting Baker, he would say, but he's perfect for Cleveland, which yes, I agree, Baker is perfect for Cleveland, but Colin was using it in a negative way as a dig at the fans and the people of Cleveland, kind of insinuating that we are trash, and I am not okay with that. Uh, so I used to really like Colin Coward because he's been a big Ohio State supporter over the years, and... He's been a big LeBron guy, too, and so I've agreed with a lot of what he said, but man, his hatred for Baker and the Browns has really turned me off from him, and it's upsetting. I know he has to do his job and talk about things, and I just feel like, though, he get he does stuff to get clicks sometimes, and I know that's his job, but it's upsetting because I, I don't like the way he talks about Baker in Cleveland. I just think it's it's a little rude. But overall, with the Browns, I am excited what I've seen so far in the first two preseason games. But as we all know, the preseason does not mean anything. We were 4-0 in the 2017 preseason, so this obviously means nothing, like I said, considering our regular season performance that year. Um, I am staying cautiously optimistic for the season ahead. 
Um, I also want to throw it out there that the Browns just signed Braxton Miller, which I thought was super unexpected. But like I always say, I am excited when the Browns get a Buckeye. Um, I am I'm interested to see how he fits in and what they are actually intending his role to be on the team. He uh, he obviously used to be a quarterback back in the college days, but he has taken on the receiver role in more recent years in his professional career, um, and he. He's going to have a tough time here because he is joining an extremely deep lineup at that position. So I don't I don't really know how he's going to fit in, but go Bucks and go Browns always. So I'm excited to see what they try to do with him. I feel like he's a pretty versatile player considering he went from quarterback to receiver. So um, maybe they'll do something else with him. Who knows? But uh, like I said, super excited to have a Buckeye here again. Uh, so that is all I have for you guys today. If you could please give me a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. You can also give me a follow on Spotify um, or check me out on whatever streaming service you use to listen to podcasts. I hope you all have a great week and you aren't getting <laughs> the goldenrod fall allergies like I am. Um, and as always, go Browns. <laughs>